What's up? What's happening? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What's up, guys? And welcome back to Victory's Victoria. It's season one, episode eight. So happy to have you here. This episode, we're building off of last episode. So I don't know if you guys listened to the last episode or not, but in episode seven, we talked about abandonment wounds. And in that episode, we specifically talked about how it showed up in your relationships and your relationship with yourself, but in very like destructive ways that you might not be conscious of. I mean, most of the time, if it's like that destructive, I don't think people are conscious of it. You know what I mean? Anyway, so in this episode, I want to talk about the time or like the healing session that inspired that whole topic. And it's a little bit personal. I mean, it's about my family, right? And I'm being a little vulnerable and I feel a little bit awkward about it, but here we go. Here we go. So in this healing session, we did something called the timeline technique. So timeline as in like the timeline of your life, which I freaking love. Like I'm definitely going to do it with my clients moving forward because I found it so helpful for me. But this exercise, you envision your life, right? And you close your eyes and you get into a very relaxed state so that it's you're so relaxed that when you're being asked questions, you kind of just like one, two, three, like answer, answer, answer. You don't really have time to let your logical brain kind of get into it. You just answer from like your subconscious. So then you, you imagine your life, like you envision your life in your mind, your eyes are closed. And then you envision it as like a timeline and then you rise above it, like with your eyes closed, like in your mind. And then you look into the past and look into the future. So you could turn right or left or forward or backwards, however you envision it in your mind. And for me, I was looking to my left to envision my past. So I knew that I wanted to touch on abandonment. I knew that this was something that was very deep in me, that's been in my cells, that's been in my genes, my DNA for a long time. At this point, thinking that it was just in this one lifetime, right? And I knew it was important for me to overcome this emotion. And the emotion that I felt with abandonment, I didn't even know what emotion that was. And that's what I wanted to find out. I was like, how can I feel the pain so that I can overcome it? Because up until this point, I've just been acting out on that wound, but not really like addressing the pain, right? So it's almost like I'm beating around the bush and I'm just like, how do I really feel about this? And to be honest with you, I've been in therapy sessions, like talk therapy, and I'm just like, I can't tell you like it's so deep and so old in my body that like little ass Victoria, like three month old Victoria was like, yep, like I got left like, mm, yep, I'm just going to be like a super thug now and not care about this at all. Right. Although other things that have happened in my life, I definitely feel like I was conscious of it and I was definitely feeling it. And I knew how it made me feel. I mean, probably not like in the moment when I was like a little kid or a teenager, but definitely as an adult, I processed it and I was like, oh, this is why I felt like this. But when it comes to being left as a baby, there was nothing in my mind that I could like really make sense of it. So I was like, okay, let's, you know, let's work on this. So during the exercise, I look back, right? I'm being asked like, okay, go back to like the time when you felt abandoned, like go back to that time. And I immediately see myself three months old in my mom's arms and the emotions coming up. I think we're very like surface level, very like, yeah, like, you know, it doesn't feel good feels like something's wrong with me. It feels like I did something, but I mean, I don't know. Like it's still like, even though I could identify those feelings, it still didn't feel like this was it. Right. And then, so if like the emotion doesn't kind of like subside and go away, then we go deeper and I'm like, okay, well let's go a little bit deeper. I'm like, okay, now I see myself in my mom's womb, like literally in her like belly. 
And yeah, still really shitty ass feelings, like still very much like it was my fault, you know, just all these things. And then we went a little bit deeper and this is when shit blew my fucking mind. Okay. My mom was maybe one and a half or two years old when my grandma passed away. So my maternal grandma, my grandma on my mom's side. So in Vietnamese, we call her Bawai. So when Bawai passed away, my mom was like a baby. And my grandpa had left like back to the States because the Vietnam War was over. And it was like, I mean, one and a half, two years, like whatever it is, it's still very much like close to like brand new baby. Right. And and, and honestly, like, I don't know too much about my family's like history. So no one has like verbally told me this, but then my gut, like my intuition told me that something like that happened to my grandma too. And I saw it. I saw it in my timeline. I saw it in this vision that I was having when I was going back to the past. When I saw my grandma on her own in despair and anguish, in complete just shambles, because her partner, her loved one, her husband has left her with all of these babies that they've had during the time that the states occupied South Vietnam or all of Vietnam, really. And my mom, as like a little baby girl, I was like, oh my God, girl, like, you know what I'm going to say? Like, I was like, what the fuck, man? This shit's been going on for decades, like generations, you know? Like my mom's like 50 this year. Like what? You know, so my mom was abandoned when she was a little baby, right? Like she felt all the emotions that I'm feeling now. And my grandma was completely heartbroken and my grandma passed away and everybody says she passed away from a heart attack. Right. And I'm just like, a part of me is like, yeah, but maybe she just passed away from a broken heart. Like, how sad is that? You know, like the whole world. I mean, think about it at that point, you're in the city, like in the middle of a war, the whole world to you, like your home is like falling down. You're like, this like woman and you're trying to just gather your children and be as safe as possible. And like the only person that you know, like she probably really leaned on was my grandpa and he just dipped, you know, he just was like, peace, I'm out. And it's really funny. Side note, I was having lunch with my mom yesterday, two days ago. And I asked her about, it. I was like, mom, like, aren't you like upset at grandpa? Like, do you, are you mad at him at all for having left you? And my grandpa passed away two years ago, I believe. He like growing up, he did come up and visit us from time to time. He like mostly lived in San Diego but it was just weird because like he didn't speak Vietnamese and my mom didn't speak English. So it's like they were like, hey, and they like hugged each other and stuff. But they didn't spend that much time together. Anyways, my mom was like, no, like, I don't know. Like he left and he tried to find us. But her grandma said that like she didn't know that like he was trying to find like them and et cetera, et cetera. And like when they got to the States, like, I guess they found each other again. I don't know. But to me, because I love my mom so much, I'm like, yeah, but like he could have tried harder. (laughs) But that's just how beautiful and amazing my mom is. Like she's just a part of me feels like she believes that things are her fault, which is crazy because like I because it brings back to like that abandonment, you know what I mean? Like things are her fault. So she doesn't like resent anybody for anything. And it's incredible to see a person who have gone through so much dark energy type shit and still be like, no, like I don't blame him. Like, fuck. Dude, like, that's amazing. Anyways, so back to the timeline. So yeah, so I see my grandma, like, in anguish and despair, like, so upset, so sad, and passes away, leaving my mom, like, baby, little baby, little baby mom, (laughs) just, like, being like, oh my god, like, what the fuck's going on, you know? Um, At this point, she has no parents, she's all alone, she's orphaned in Vietnam, and 
this is not even like talking about the type of abuse that she went through from being a mixed child, right? This is just like baseline type shit of a little baby being left. And then fast forward, I see me and I see me as a little baby being left. And I'm just like, oh shit, this shit is fucking generational. <laughs> this is what we talk about when we say generational trauma. <laughs> I mean, of course, generational trauma is also just like repeating you know, things that have been inflicted onto you un unconsciously onto somebody else. But this is like huge for me. So as I'm like understanding this and as I'm like really digesting it, I really understood why it was so difficult. I mean, it's still kind of is sometimes to be honest with you, for me to really feel into the situation with my dad. Like I feel like because it's so deep, because that shit's been going on for so long, for so many years, not with just me, but with my mom and my grandma, that it's almost built up like this thick ass, like people say jaded, like a like thick ass piece of jade, you know, <laughs> as like a wall, like around this issue. And I absolutely do feel like it's my time. Like I absolutely 1000% in my body. I know that it's me that's breaking all of this, right? Like it's me that's tearing all of that down. Hey guys, just a quick break from the show. I want to let you know about my amazing freebie that's in the show notes. Yes, it's a mini book that's on three tips of healing generational trauma. It's amazing. I worked so hard in it. I love it so much. And it's all yours for free. Yeah, girl, free 99. So go into the show notes and check it out. Okay, back to the show. Bye. Not saying that it's like, you know, it's not being like, okay, yeah, let's just tear it down now and just like pull it down with like one try. No, like it's work. You know, like it's, it's definitely work for me, internal work, like facing my fears, a lot of stuff that is going on inside of my body and my mind, right? Like, it's not like something external that I can explain to my mom, like, Hey mom, like this is what's happening. You know what I mean? But she sees it on some level she does. And the craziest part, <laughs> this is about to fucking blow your mind. And the craziest part about all of this is that my grandma had my aunt, like my mom's like older sister. So she's the firstborn, right? And I'm pretty sure like, like I'm pretty sure my, my grandma or like somebody like on that generation, like they're like my great grandma's firstborn was also a girl. So what I'm saying is like my great grandma's firstborn was a girl. My grandma's firstborn was a girl. My mom's firstborn was a girl who's me. And I'm out here like breaking generational trauma. <laughs> and guess what? I found out what the gender or the sex of my baby is. And when I tell you, <laughs> when I tell you this shit was crazy. <laughs> so I had my sister, she organized the gender reveal or the sex reveal. I don't like saying gender because I feel like, I don't know, I'm a millennial. So I'm just like, is this the right thing to say? Anyways, the point is we got a like sex reveal, the sex of the babies reveal. And she was the only one that knew like the clinic sent her all the information. And it was just like a really, <laughs> a really intense week in the Duffy household. Cause my mom <laughs> literally was like, my sister's like 18, 19 years old. My mom was like, Hey man, like fucking just tell me, you know, like, man, I'm going to know you idol. Like invite me. She's like, mom's, I'm not going to tell nobody. And then she tried to try to like get her to drink some wine to loosen her up. And I'm like, mom, chill. Like you're going to find out Sunday. Just fucking relax. 
And then my auntie, my auntie texts <laughs> text my sister. My auntie's like, my auntie's like, oh my god, please tell me. Like, it's just between me and you. Like, I'm not gonna tell anybody. Like, you like talk about motherfucking cheese mate. Like, talk about fucking just Mosa's ass ladies. You know what I mean? Like, just no filter whatsoever. Like, I know for a fact if, <laughs> if my sister told either of them, everybody would know. And I was like protective of it, but just because not because I care like either way, like if it was a boy or a girl, but mostly because I wanted to be surprised. Like, this is hella exciting, you know. I usually don't do a lot of like festive stuff like this. Like I'm not going to have a baby shower. Mostly it's like a cultural Vietnamese thing, but I'm not going to like, I just don't, you know what I mean? Like usually don't do things like this, but for some reason I thought this would just be so fun for my family. So anyways, so she organizes the whole thing and she's super cute. She brings like the balloon for us to pop and a cake. And it's at my boyfriend's parents' house. So my mom comes over and it's always kind of weird when my mom comes over because well, she never comes over. This is her first time coming over because she doesn't speak English. Well, you know what she does, but she's just so shy about it, right? Like she's just like so awkward about it. And I feel bad for her. Like I know like she, when she's sitting there, she's like looking around. It's just her having anxiety, you know? And I'm so used to being like sitting in between her and like whoever and just translating. So I'm sitting there the whole time being like, yeah, my mom said this. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I like, translating it back to her. But I love her. I love her for showing up for me. My auntie, on the other hand, is like, so outgoing she's just like blah, 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 blah. like she speaks english pretty well okay anyways back to the story so <laughs> so then so we're all doing like what team are you on like a team on, like team girl or team boy team girl or team boy and my mom and my mom's like team girl like super sad about it right and i've known for a long time my mom's always like wanted a boy she told me she was like i wanted you to be a boy she told my sister, like my middle sister, I wanted you to be a boy. <laughs> she told my baby sister, I wanted you to be a boy. Like it got so bad to the point, like by the time when she was pregnant with my baby sister, she literally started bawling. Like she started crying in the freaking doctor's office because <laughs> the doctor was like, you're having another girl. And she was like, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but honestly, it's kind of fucked up. Like what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> Anyways, so we're all there and it's really cute. We all have dinner and we're all like talking to each other and my mom's like yeah it's gonna be a girl like (laughs) and then we get ready to pop the balloon so we all stayed around super exciting when I tell you my gut was like this is a girl because I, I grew up with like sisters you know I grew up with my mom I didn't like I didn't have a dad around so I didn't even grow up with like masculine energy really like the masculine energy that I grew up with like me you know like I was very much like I almost felt like I was head of the household I took charge for like a lot of things in that home and honestly just with everything and so I felt like I was like the man of the house, like, so to speak. But, but really I was just like completely in my masculine energy. Cause to me, feminine energy was almost like a sign of weakness. Anyways, I'm not gonna get into that. So the point is, so we all gather around and we're getting ready to pop the balloon and, <laughs> and then they count down. Right. And then we try to pop it. Me and my boyfriend try to pop it and it doesn't pop. So then we're like, okay, let's try, let's try again. Let's try again. So then we pop it. And when I tell you, when I saw the blue confetti, I was like, oh shit, but it's a boy. It's a fucking boy. My mom ran to me screaming. She fell down on her knees. She starts crying. I'm bawling. And I'm just like, it's almost like a sense of like, mom, like I did it for you. You know, like, are you so happy? And she was like, yeah, gong, 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 gong. like she's like crying so hard. Like, and I'm just like, I look at my mom and I'm like in tears. And I literally was just like, man, like, I'm I'm telling me why? Like, like saying to her, like, like, God loves you so much. Like God gave you a grandson, you know? And my mom is just like, 
she's like shook. She's so happy. Everybody's so happy. Um, except for my brother. I mean, my, my boyfriend's sister, my boyfriend's sister really wanted a niece, but yeah, I didn't do her way. She was, she was on FaceTime and she was looking hella sad, but everybody else was so happy. We were all super excited. Again, like I don't really have a preference either way. At the end of the day, it's my baby, you know, but a part of me felt this immense sense of like, I did what a dutiful, like Vietnamese daughter could have done for my mother and which is give her a grandson. And it was almost sad. Like, I mean, I'm not sad at all about having a son. I'm super excited, but it was almost like, wow, like that's how much I wanted my mom's validation, you know? But I'm so grateful that I'm aware of that and I didn't let that completely consume me. And I was like, oh, okay, this is why I felt the way I felt. And it's okay to feel, just have feelings, period. Like it's a very emotional and spiritual experience that I'm on, you know, literally growing a soul in my body. <laughs> like, you know, now it's like a male soul. Like, I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know how this baby's going to identify, but the point is, it's just, it was an incredible experience. So how this relates back to what I was saying before, my great grandma had, her firstborn was a girl. My grandma's firstborn was a girl. My mom's firstborn was a girl. And I feel like me having a boy is somehow like severing that like karmic ties to this generational trauma shit, you know? Like it's me somehow, I think in a way being like, this is where this ends. Like this is where this abandonment, this like scarcity, this like very much not having ends. This is where this shit turns around. And yeah, I mean, I, I know, <laughs> I know that like, I don't know. I feel like it's an incredible feeling to, to understand that it's an incredible feeling to really feel into life and really feel my ancestors in my soul and my body to feel like my past lives, like coming to fruition, like before my eyes. But yeah, it was just crazy. This all happened like from the healing session to the podcast, the last podcast episode to the gender reveal. This all happened in like the span of like two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's been an incredible eye opening journey for me. And I'm just so grateful that I have you guys here along with me, alongside with me to hear my story. <laughs> like all this, all this amazing stuff that's happening. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you, all of you so much. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode and we'll talk at the next one. Bye. Hey guys, don't forget that if you leave a review and you screenshot it and you DM it to me on Instagram at Victoria Duffy Coaching, you could be selected for a 60 minute intake call for free. Yes, girl. Mm -hmm. So how do you do it on Spotify? You just press on the three buttons. Um, well, the three dots you'll see and it says rate and then you rate the show, whatever you want to rate it, screenshot it and then send it to me on Instagram. Okay. DM me at Victoria Duffy coaching. If you're on Apple podcasts, go to the podcast, scroll all the way down and you'll see it'll say write review and rate, write that review, screenshot it and then send it and then send it to me on Instagram. Okay. Victoria Duffy coaching and you could be selected for a 60 minute intake call with me. All right. Bye.